Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for coming on today's reading of Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're going to start on page 416 today, please. Let's go ahead and open up with the set-aside prayer, please. God, I set aside everything I think I know about you, about this program, my fellow man, for a fresh new revelation in who you are, my fellow man, the value of my fellow man and the value of this program so that we can be a better service to you and our fellow man. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. <clears throat> All right. Uh, go ahead and get us started, Rick, please. The top of 416, or it helped me a great deal. It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was a disease, not a moral issue. I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I have not been aware of that compulsion at the time. And sobriety was not the matter of willpower. The people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had. But I was afraid to let go what I had in order to try something new. There was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance has proven the key to my drinking problem. Uh, <clears throat> after I've been around AA for seven months, tapering off alcohol and pills, not finding the program work very well, I was finally able to say, okay, God, it's true. Of all people, strange as it may seem, and even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts. And it's all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? When I stopped living in the problem, began living in the answer, the problem went away. From that moment on, I have not one single compulsion to drink. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing, happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and my attitudes. Shakespeare said, All the world is a stage and all the men and women are merely players. He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us and that we are all children of God and we each have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God. For years, I was sure that the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me would be that I would turn out to be an alcoholic. Today, I find that it's the best thing that has ever happened to me. This proves I don't know what's good for me, and if I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or for anyone. So I'm better off if I don't give advice, don't figure I know what's best, and just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions, while the world was judging me by my actions. Acceptance has been the answer to my marital problems. It's through AA has given me a new pair of glasses. Max and I have been married now for 
for 35 years. Prior to our marriage, she was a shy, scrawny adolescent. I was able to see things in her that others couldn't necessarily see. Things like beauty, charm, gaiety, a gift for be easy to talk to, and a sense of humor, and many other fine qualities. It was as, as if I had, rather than a minor touch that turns everything into gold, a magnifying mind that could magnify on whatever it focuses on. Over the years, I thought about her, about Max, and her good qualities grew and grew. And we married, and we, all these qualities became more apparent to me. And we were happier and happier. But as I drank <clears throat> more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see my, what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time I told her she was nothing, she would uh, recede a little into nowhere. And the more I drank, the more she wills me. Then one day I was told that I had the lenses in my glasses backwards. The courage to change the serenity prayer meant not that I should change my marriage, but rather that I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. <clears throat> I can again focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, and grow. I can do the same thing with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on its defects, late starts, long drunk along, cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting, rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it, rather than what's wrong with it, the meaning keeps getting better and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. And when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Page 420, please. Perhaps the best thing all for me to remember is that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of Max and other people are, the lower my serenity. I can have, I can watch other people. I can watch my serenity level rise when I discard my expectations, but my rise start to move in, and they too can force my serenity level down. I have to discard my rights and then, as well as my expectations by asking myself how important is it uh, really how important is it to bear to my serenity my emotional sobriety and when i place more value on my serenity and my sobriety than anything else i can maintain it at a higher level at least for the time being except it has been the key to my relationship with god today I never just sit around doing nothing while waiting for him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do what's ever in front of me that needs to be done and leave the results up to him. However, that turns out, that's God's will for me. I must keep my magnifying mind off my acceptance. I must keep my magnifying mind on my acceptance and off my expectations. For my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. Whenever this, I can see I've never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Amen. Let's go ahead and, and turn back to page 86, please. 86. On awakening, let us think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day before we begin. We ask God to direct our thinking 
especially asking they be divorced from self-pity, dishonest, or self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we can employ our mental faculties with assurance, for after all, God gave us brains to use. Our thought life will be placed on a much higher plane when our thinking is created of wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we may face indecision. We may not be able to determine which course to take. Here we ask God for inspiration and intuitive thought or a decision. We relax and take it easy. We don't struggle. We are often surprised how the right answers come after we have tried this for a while. What used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. We might pay for this presumption and all sorts of absurd action and ideas. Nevertheless, we find that our thinking as time passes be more and more on the plane of, of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude this period of meditation with prayer. <clears throat> no, we being shown throughout the day. What, what uh, a prayer letter is shown throughout the day, what our next step is to be. Uh, given whatever we need to take care of such problems, especially asking for freedom of self-will and careful to make no request for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others should be held, we're careful never to pray for our own selfish hands. Many of us waste a lot of time doing that. It doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances more and we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation, if we become, if we belong to a religious body, a religious domination, <clears throat> which requires definite morning devotion, we attend that also. If not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which we emphasize the principles we have been discussing. <clears throat> there are many helpful books out there also. Suggestions of these may be obtained by one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make use of what they have to offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves, we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily. For we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life. It really works. Arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Let's go ahead and, and go to page 60, 62 at the bottom. 62 where it says, I'll start us off. <clears throat> this is the how and the why of it. First of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Next, we decided that hereafter in this drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father and we are his children. Most good ideas are simple and this concept was the keystone of the new and triumphant arch through which we pass through freedom. Pass, go ahead. Louis <clears throat> well, we sincerely took such a position 
All sorts of remarkable things followed. We had a new employer being all-powerful. He provided what we needed to keep close to him, and performance worked well. Established on such a footing, we became less and less interested in ourselves and our little plans of design, and more and more we became interested in seeing what we contributed to life. As we felt a new power flow in and enjoyed peace of mind, we discovered we could face life successfully. We became conscious of his presence. We began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, and thereafter. We were reborn. We are now on step three. Many of us had said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee, and build with me as do with me as thou will. Relieve me from the bondage of self, and that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties and picture over them. And may I bear witness to all those who I would help of thy power, thy love, thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure that we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Page 76, please. 76. When ready, when ready, we say something like this. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me. Good and bad, I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character which stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. We have then completed step seven. Okay, we're going to take a special roundabout. Let's let's go back to page twenty-five. There's a couple of uh, there's a couple of right in the middle of twenty-five where it says. No, I can't find it on my book. You go to 25, I think it's the second paragraph or the third paragraph. There's a couple of paragraphs in there that are our favorites that we like. Um, are you there now? Yeah. Okay, what's, the, what's the, uh, the middle paragraph or the second paragraph? Uh, the Great Baptist of nothing less. Yeah, yeah, the one before that and that one. Read those two, please. The one before that, please. Well, uh, there is a solution. Yeah, that one. You want me to start? Yeah, please. Okay, there is a solution. Most of us then like searching and living our pride, confessions of our shortcomings, which promise requires a successful consummation. We have saw that it really worked in others. We had become believe, to believe that in the hopeless and fertility of life, we had been living it. When therefore we were approached by those whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us to do but pick up a simple kit of spiritual schools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven and been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, which we never have, we have not even dreamed. <clears throat> the great fact is just this. And nevertheless, we've had a deep, affecting spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude toward life, towards our fellows, and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way, in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has convinced and accomplished those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and go to page 100, please. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things that came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. 
Follow the dictates of a higher power and you will presently live in a new and wonderful world no matter what your present circumstances. Page 83, The Promises. If we are painstaking... Go ahead. 83? 83, The Promises. Thank you. You want me to go? Please. If we were painstaking about the space and development of our... We'd be amazed before we were halfway through. We were going to know a new freedom... A new happiness, and we will not, will not regret the past door. We will comprehend the word serenity, and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will now, we will, we will see now how our experiences can benefit others. The feeling of usefulness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in our selfish things and gain interest in our foes. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and economic insecurity will leave us. And we will intuitively know how to handle the situations which used to baffle us. We, we will suddenly realize God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these private promises? We think not. They're being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, but they always materialize We work for them. Work, work, work. Thank you. Page 85, please. It is easy to let up on the spiritual program of action and rest on our laurels. We're headed for trouble if we do, for alcohol is a subtle fall. We are not cured of alcoholism. What we really have is a daily reprieve contingent on the maintenance of our spiritual condition. Every day is a day where we must must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. How can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These are thoughts which must go with us constantly. We can exercise our willpower along this line. All we wish, it is the proper use of the will. Go ahead, Rick. <clears throat> Much has been already said, I've been said about receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from those who... Uh, <clears throat> who has the all knowledge and power. We have been grateful to follow directions and we've got a sense of flow of his spirit into us. <clears throat> to some extent we will become God conscious, we will begin to develop a vital success. But this begins more action. Amen. Okay, now page forty three. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times the bottom of 43, once more the alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases. Neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. D.N., beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Thank you, everyone, for coming on here. Thank you, Rick. And remember, expect a miracle. Let's go ahead and close out with the Lord's Prayer, please. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Keep coming back, family. It works. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow, everyone. Bye-bye.
Praise God. Thank you, everyone, for coming on today's reading, AA Big Book Readings. Let's go ahead and pray with a serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Starting from page 24, AA Big Book, Rick, would you please take it away? in the most casual way. It won't hurt me this time, so here's how. Or perhaps he doesn't think at all. How often have some of us begun to drink in this nonchalant way and after the third or fourth pounded in the bar and said to ourselves, for God's sake, how did I ever get started again? Only to have the thoughts supplanted by, well, I'll stop with the sixth drink. Or what's the use anyhow? When this sort of thinking is fully established in an individual with alcoholic tendencies, he has probably placed himself beyond human aid, and unless locked up, he may die or go permanently insane. These stark and ugly facts have been confirmed by legions of alcoholics throughout history, but, but by the grace of God, there would be, have been thousands more convincing demonstrations. So many want to stop, but cannot. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcoming, which the process requires for a successful consummation. Well, we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When, therefore, we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up the simple kit of spiritual tools Laid at our feet, we have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence which we have not even dreamed. I lost my place. Where am I starting? We're on uh, page twenty-five. The great fact. The great fact is just this: really less that we have had deeper and effective spiritual experiences, which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards God towards our fellows and towards God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is deep miraculous. He has commenced and accomplished those things for which we never could do by ourselves. Dear seriously alcoholics, we were we believe that there's no middle of the road solution. We are in a position where where life is becoming impossible and we had to pass through a region where which there is no return through human aid. We had but two alternatives. One is to go on to the bitter end, blind out the consciousness of the intolerable situation as best as we could, and the other is to accept spiritual help. This we did because we honestly wanted to really make the effort. Uh, page 62, please. Selfishness, self-centeredness. 
Selfishness, self-centeredness, that we think is the root of our troubles. Driven by a form of, a hundred forms of fear, self-delusion, self-seeking, and self-pity. We step on the toes of the fellows and they retaliate. Sometimes they hurt us seemingly without provocation, but we invariably find that at some time in the past we have made decisions based on self, which later places in a position to be hurt. So our troubles, we think, are basically of our own making. They arise out of ourself, and the alcoholic is an extreme example of self-will run riot, though he usually doesn't think so. Above everything, we alcoholics must be rid of this selfishness. We must or it kills us. God makes that possible, and there often seems no way of entirely getting rid of self without his aid. Many of us had moral and philosophical convictions galore, but we could not live up to them, even though we would have liked to. Neither could we reduce our self-centeredness much by wishing or trying on our own power. We'd have had to have God's help. This is the how why, first of all, we had to quit playing God. It didn't work. Yes, we decided that thereafter the drama of life, God was going to be our director. He is the principal. We are his agents. He is the father. We are his children. Most good ideas are simple, and this concept was the keystone of the new triumphant arch, which we passed through freedom. When we sincerely took a position of all sorts of remarkable things followed, we had a new employer. Being all-powerful, he provided what we needed to keep close to him and perform his work well. Established our sense of putting became less and less interested in ourselves and little plans and designs. More and more, we became interested in seeing what we could contribute to life. As we felt a new power flow in, as we enjoyed peace of mind, we discovered we could face life successfully. As we became conscious of his presence, we began to lose our fear of today, tomorrow, and thereafter we were reborn. We were now step three. Many of us said to our maker, as we understood him, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. We thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to him. Page 76, please. We really may say something like this, my creator. I'm now willing that you shall have all of me, good and bad. I now pray that you remove me from every single defect of character which stands in my way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out there and do your bidding. Amen. We have now completed step seven. Amen. We go out, we turn to page 86, please. 86. Is that on awakening? On awakening. Think about the 24 hours ahead. We consider our plans for the day before we begin. We ask God to direct, to direct our thinking, especially asking that he divorce us from self-pity, dishonest, and self-seeking motives. Under these conditions, we employ our mental faculties with assurance. For after all, God gives brains to use. Our thought life has been placed on a much higher plane when this thinking is clear to wrong motives. In thinking about our day, we face the decisions that may be able to determine which course to take. Here's where we ask God for inspiration, a tool of thought or decision. We relax, we take it easy, we don't struggle. We often uh, surprise how bright the answers are. The answers come after we try this for a while. We used to be the hunch or the occasional inspiration gradually becomes a working part of the mind. Being still inexperienced and having just made conscious contact with God, it is not probable that we are going to be inspired at all times. 
we might pay for this presumption and all sorts of absurd actions and ideas, nevertheless, we find that our thinking will, as time passes, be more and more on the plane of inspiration. We come to rely upon it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If Sugar says more, we ask our wives or for our, or our friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious domination which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend that also. If non members of religious bodies, we are sometimes selected and memorize a few set prayers which emphasizes the principles we have been discussing. There are many helpful books out there also. also. Suggestions of these may be obtained by one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make, sure, make use of what they have to offer. As we go through the day, we pause when agitated or doubtful and ask for the right thought or action. We constantly remind ourselves we are no longer running the show. Humbly saying to ourselves many times each day, Thy will be done. We are then in much less danger of excitement, fear, anger, worry, self-pity, or foolish decisions. We become much more efficient. We do not tire so easily, for we are not burning up energy foolishly as we did when we were trying to arrange life to suit ourselves. It works. It really does. Turn to page 416, please. Or 16. It helped me a great deal to become convinced that alcoholism was disease, not a moral issue. I had been drinking as a result of a compulsion, even though I have not been aware of that compulsion at the time. His party was not the matter of willpower, but the people of AA had something that looked much better than what I had. I mean, I, but I was afraid to let go of what I had in order, <clears throat> in order to try something new. <clears throat> there was a certain sense of security in the familiar. At last, acceptance has proven the key to my drinking problem. After all, I have been, after I have been around AA for seven months, tapering up of pills and alcohol, I have not, not finding the program working very well. I was finally able to say, okay, God, it's true. Of all people, strangers have been seen, even though I didn't get my permission, really, really an alcoholic of sorts. It is all right with me. Now, what am I going to do about it? I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer. The problem went away. From that moment on, I have not one single compulsion to drink. Amen. And acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. When I am disturbed, it is because I find some person, place, thing, or situation, some fact of my life unacceptable to me, and I can find no serenity until I accept that person, place, thing, or situation as being exactly the way it's supposed to be at this moment. Nothing, absolutely nothing happens in God's world by mistake. Until I could accept my alcoholism, I could not stay sober. Unless I accept life completely on life's terms, I cannot be happy. I need to concentrate not so much on what needs to be changed in the world as on what needs to be changed in me and in my attitudes. Shakespeare said, All the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. 
He forgot to mention that I was the chief critic. I was always able to see the flaw in every person, every situation, and I was always glad to point it out because I knew you wanted perfection just as I did. AA and acceptance has taught me that there's a bit of good in the worst of us and a bit of bad in the best of us. That we are all children of God and we have a right to be here. When I complain about me or about you, I am complaining about God's handiwork. I am saying that I know better than God. For Here's how sure the worst thing that could happen to a nice guy like me is that I would turn out to be <clears throat> to be an alcoholic. Today I find it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. It proves I don't know what's good for me. If I don't know what's good for me, then I don't know what's good or bad for you or anyone. So it's better off I don't figure, don't give advice. Oh, don't give advice, don't figure. <clears throat> I know what is best and just accept life on life's terms as it is today, especially my own life, as it actually is. Before AA, I judged myself by my intentions while the world was judging me by my actions. Except it has been the answer to my marital problems. Uh, through AA, I've been given a new pair of glasses. Max and I have now been married now for 35 years prior to our marriage, when she was just a shy, scrawny adolescent. I was able to see things that her uh, others couldn't necessarily see, things like beauty, charm, gaiety, and a gift for being easy to talk to. A, a, a sense of humor and other many fine qualities. It, is, uh, uh, it was if I had, rather than a minus touch, which turns everything into gold, a magnifying mind that can magnify on whatever it focuses on. Over the years, I have thought about Max and her good qualities grew and grew. And we married, and all these qualities became more and more apparent to me, and we were happier and happier. But then, as I drank more and more, the alcohol seemed to affect my vision. Instead of continuing to see what was good about my wife, I began to see her defects. And the more I focused my mind on her defects, the more they grew and multiplied. Every defect I pointed out to her became greater and greater. Each time she, I told her she was nothing, she receded a little more into nowhere. The more I drank, the more she wilted. Then one day in AA, I was told that I had the lenses and my glasses backwards. The courage to change in the serenity prayer meant not that I should change my marriage, but rather that I should change myself and learn to accept my spouse as she was. AA has given me a new pair of glasses. I can again focus on my wife's good qualities and watch them grow, grow, grow again. I can do the same thing with an AA meeting. The more I focus my mind on its defects, late starts, long drug log, cigarette smoke, the worse the meeting becomes. But when I try to see what I can add to the meeting rather than what I can get out of it, and when I focus my mind on what's good about it rather than what's wrong with it, the meeting keeps getting better, better, and better. When I focus on what's good today, I have a good day. And when I focus on what's bad, I have a bad day. If I focus on a problem, the problem increases. If I focus on the answer, the answer increases. Page 420, please. Perhaps the best thing for me, for all, of, for all and for me, is to remember that my serenity is inversely proportional to my expectations. The higher my expectations of maps and other people, the lower my strength. I can watch my strength level rise when I discard my expectations. But then by my rights, try to move in. They too can force my strength level down. I can discard my rights by 
as well as my expectations by asking myself, how important is it really? How is it important is it to compare to my serenity and my emotional sobriety? And when I place more value on the serenity and sobriety than anything else, I can maintain it at a higher level, at least for the time being. Acceptance is the key to my relationship with God today. I never sit around doing nothing while waiting for him to tell me what to do. Rather, I do whatever in front of me that needs to be done and leave the results up to him. However, it turns out, that's God's will for me. I must keep my magic mind on my acceptance and not my expectations. For my serenity is directly proportional to my level of acceptance. When I remember this, I can see I've never had it so good. Thank God for AA. Amen. Turn to page 552, please. 552, he said, in effect, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for the person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you will ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them and your prayers are only words and you don't mean it. Go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks and you will find you will have come to mean it and want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding and love. It worked for me. It worked for me then, it has worked for me many times since, and it will work for me every time I am willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask for the willingness, but it too always comes. And because it works for me, it will work for all of us. As another great man says, the only real freedom a human being can ever know is doing what you ought to do because you want to do it. And this great experience that released me from bondage of hatred and replaced it with love is really just another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need in Alcoholic Anonymous and everything I need I get and when I get what I need, I invariably find that it was just what I wanted all the time. Page 100, please. Painstaking about this phase of our development, we will be amazed before we're halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and a new happiness. We will not regret the past nor wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace no matter how far down the scale we have gone. We will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook upon life will change. Fear of people and of economic insecurity will leave us. 
We will intuitively know how to handle situations that used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being fulfilled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Page 85, please. It's easy to learn from our spiritual program that <clears throat> from a, of action of resting our laurels. We are headed for trouble if we do so. We're alcohol and so full. We are not cured of alcoholism, but we really have a daily reprieve of the cognitive and the maintenance of the spiritual condition. Every day is a day when we must carry out that vision of God's will into all of our activities. However, that best, how can I best serve thee? Thy will, not mine, be done. These thoughts must go with us constantly. And we can exercise our long uh, willpower along the line all we wish is a proper use of the will. Much has already been said about see, receiving strength, inspiration, and direction from whom? From him who has all knowledge and power. As if through we carefully follow directions, we have begun to sense the sense of flow into the spirit into us. And we become extended, <clears throat> we have become God conscious. When we have to begin to develop this vital success, we must go further, and that means more action. Amen. Page 43, please. Once more, the alcoholic at certain times has no effective defense against the first strength, except in a few rare cases. Neither he nor any other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. D.N., beautiful, beautiful, beautiful words of life. Let's pray out with the, with the Lord's Prayer, please. Thank you for coming to today's meeting. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Keep coming back. It works if we work it. All right, Fernando. Have a good day. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you, Rick. See ya. See you tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Give them heaven. Welcome to today's short podcast. I'm Fernando, alcoholic, and I have Kimberly on our Zoom class, and we just finished doing our reading from the big book. We jump all the way around, as you know, some of you that you've been following us. So let's go ahead and open the session with a moment of silence, followed by the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. I'm asking Kimberly to go over some of the readings we did today. Remember, she had uh, just the way she sees things. I really enjoy it, and I, I believe it's helping a lot of us to uh, clarify the word. We're going deeper, folks, I believe. Here's Kimberly. Hello, 
looking at our reading in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 416 at the bottom, and it says, at last, acceptance proved to be the key to my drinking problem. And I thought about the word key. And because as, as acceptance as a key, I think about the concept of a key, when we use it in our daily lives, we use it to get, unlock a door. And when we unlock the door, what he's saying here is that it swings wide open and we can go through freely. So that is the key that we use in situations. And as I was saying too, is that even if you have like to have uh, get in line at an airport or go through a passageway or something, generally your key is going to be like a ticket or, you know, um, some kind of ID and you still, then you go through. So what he's saying is that here had he been in Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm looking at the very bottom of the page and he was, you know, it locked up here somewhere. He didn't have the key. He was using all these drugs and alcohol. And then he said, okay, God. And so with the key of acceptance at this point, he releases himself by turning to God here in, in acceptance, accepting it. It's true. I'm all people. I'm an alcoholic. Now, what am I going to do about it? So his key of acceptance gives him an opportunity to open his mind to say, what am I going to do? And then he is waiting for an answer. And then he goes on to say, you know, acceptance is uh, the key to his disturbances or situations in life and things like that. And he says he can't be happy without it. And as he goes on, he was talking here too. Uh, at the bottom of 417 where it says he realized he was uh, the chief critic. And like um, it says in our um, 12 and 12 in our program, it's called the 12 and 12 um, Alcoholics Anonymous, 12 Steps and 12 Traditions. It talks about the Lord... Um, the St. Francis prayer, Lord, make me a channel of thy peace. Well, when your channel, it says we cannot be an open channel if we are choked up with anger. And here he's talking about at the bottom of this book on 417, he's talking about chief critic. He sees the flaws, you know, he's criticizing, he's getting angry. He's looking for perfection and he wants everybody else to acknowledge that he's looking for it. So that's like a locked door. And that was my point is that when I take the key of acceptance and I inject it into a situation, I can be a free person. And so it's like Fernando talks about, you know, when we thank God for any situation, any illness or any harm that is in the way, we inject the love and the gratitude and the thankfulness, however word you want to use, and you say, thank you for this situation that this is. This is going to teach me something to be stronger and move towards God and be an open channel. And so that open channel of God's love, you know, it does say in there, where there is hatred, let me sow love. And um, I don't think I mentioned this earlier, but, you know, when we talk about the other prayer, um, the resentment prayer in Freedom from Bondage, which is a story in the back of the book, it talks about um, using prayer 
in resentment, to inject that prayer. That's the same thing. I accept this person the way they resent. I'm going to use the key of acceptance about this anger that I have towards this person, this hatred. I'm going to pray for love for them. I'm going to accept them as they are. And like Fernando says, I'm going to thank God for that person. Thank God they made me angry. Thank God I'm angry. You know, and then all of a sudden you start to go, wait, I'm accepting this. And then you see that key of acceptance. Okay. And so also um, he was talking about, okay, his magic magnifying mind. And when he talked about all these qualities he had of his wife, he accepted her. That's the same thing. He had an acceptance towards her. This is on page 418. And then, but when he drank, see, it says my alcoholism, my pills, I drank more and more. That's like slamming the door shut. That's choking up the channel of peace. Like I said, it said, Lord, make me a channel. A channel is wide open, just like a door. And so when we look here, we see he's drinking. And then he says, I can't see anything good. I see your defects. The more I focus my magic magnifying mind on it, he's locking the door down. He's shutting down. He's locked up. And he's going to, to be sicker and sicker. But when he, then if he goes on page 419, he says, well, when I focus on what's good, I have a good day. When I focus on bad, I have a bad day. As I focus on the problem, the problem increases. And I focus on the answer, the answer increases. So when he's focusing on good, he has the key of acceptance and thankfulness and gratitude is a key. He takes the key and he puts it in what's good today. And he opens up a channel of peace for what's good today. Because we can't be peaceful if we're looking. And then he goes on, if I'm focusing on the problem... I can't be at peace. And we know, too, about our physical health. You know, when we're trying to live sober, we it makes us sick to live like that. And and also talks about here, when we deal in feelings, we tend to know ourselves. If you look at this book and these stories, you're going to see acceptance is really in a lot of it. And, and we do page 100... We talk about God's, it says in the middle, the first full paragraph on page 100 says, both you and the new man must walk day by day. And see, when we're walking, we must have a key to open the door and walk through. So we walk day by day and persist. And remarkable things will appear, right? And it says that in our Bible, too, for those of us who know that, uh, Knock and it shall be opened unto you, was what Jesus said, a credible spiritual teacher who lived thousands of years ago, but he's alive today. And it says, when we look back, we realize the things that came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands better than anything we could have planned. And God's hands, when you just take yourself and put yourself in God's hands, you're not holding anything. You're sitting there in God's hands. And God's dealing with it for you. And so then it says you'll be in a wonderful world. And who doesn't want to be in a wonderful world? Well, some of us don't. So then you have to put the key down and go back to drink longer and suffer a little more or a lot more as the case may be. And then you'll remember. Because as we say in AA, you know, once a seed has been planted, 
that new man is going to think about it. So without going on boring anybody anymore, I think you get the point. Um, it can be found anywhere. Um, trust God and clean house, right? Here, I'm just turn any page in the book and you can find it. It's a miracle. Acceptance. You know, first things first, live and let live. Easy does it. <laughs> relax. And, and that one we had, relax and take it easy. Don't struggle. I see Fernando smiling over here. Okay, so that pretty much gets the driest point home, right? Amen, amen. And uh, I'm Fernando Alcoholic, and it's a wonder uh, Kimberly is not drinking coffee this this morning. Um, <laughs> and she's on a roll. I, um, I had some black tea. You know, um, it's a wonderful thing. Reading uh, reading this information over and over again gets a little too much five days a week. I was telling Kimberly, but when you take a break and you come back, uh, you really, our subconscious mind is thinking about this stuff that we read. And then we come with an inspired conclusion that comes from heaven. And that's what we got to get today. Earlier, uh, Kimberly was talking about that uh, he's the father, we are the children, and... Uh, we're receiving instructions, and and I like that critical self, that part about being critical. In other words, the point I'm making is not taking ourselves too seriously because we don't know all the picture. God says he's a thousand times smarter than us. You know, our ways are not his ways. So thanking God for a problem is, is not our way. I wouldn't... I. And you just made me realize that if I accept, I don't like that guy. I don't get along with that guy. And if I, I'm trying to change it by being loving and I'm not feeling good, I'm, uh, I'm not accepting my own feelings. I need to accept, I don't get along with that guy. I don't like it, but uh, I thank you, God, that I don't get along with him and I don't like it. That's the first step to, uh, to, to uh, mental uh, peace, right? You just drove that home to me. I'm trying to to go further and say, oh, God bless him, God bless him, God bless him. And that's not working. I need to accept that I I, I don't get along. Why do I not get along with him? Probably because he reminds, reminds me of my dad in a critical a position. And that's one of the reasons I uh, I, uh, I just jump. Because I notice when I talk and some other kids are there in an AA meeting, they start to shut down because my voice... My demeanor is probably reminds them of a critical dad. Uh, so I have to accept the fact is that I don't like that guy, and I have to find out the reason and just start praying and thank God for it. Anyway, I'm going too long, belittling the point. I'm very grateful to be here. Thank you so much. Um, <coughs> once we accept the situation... Uh, we become peaceful, like uh, Kimberly said. I accept, now I am in Hawaii. I'm in a vacation right now. I got to get up around 3.30 in the morning to be ready for the 4 a.m. Uh, Zoom meeting. That's 7 a.m. in California time. And I used to think, well, you know, at the beginning, I was kind of a little bit feeling sorry for myself. You know, I got people we got to talk to and entertain and so forth, our host. But I feel good. I'm up three, the wife is up, and, and we're ready to go to work because we accepted the fact that we have to be of service. That's a couple of things. We need to exercise our willpower in understanding this information, and then we have to exercise our willpower to be ready to, to pass the message. 
to pass the message to others that uh, who want it. And once they want it, they'll pull, <clears throat> they'll pull energy from us. Whoever wants this stuff will pull energy from us. It's like yes. Kimberly wants this stuff. So she just pulls my imagination, my uh, energy from me that makes me think, you know. And I love it because you got 11 years of uh, as a teacher and as an educator, and life was just going too fast. We're slowing down with this these readings, and we're making a conclusion that, hey, God wants to be in the center of us, and he's trying to get our attention through these problems so we can look up for his help. As soon as we surrender, he's a thousand times better, a thousand times smarter, a thousand times. But he's always going to help us. To My prayer is, Lord, help me to be good at these at this stuff so I can pass it on. I think that's what he's yes, looking for. Uh, yes, and the girls in the uh, huh, Claremont Women's Meeting had a very good thing. I took a lot of things from there. You know, they said when you see someone you're having trouble with, you go to work that morning and you're a little disgruntled about, compliment that person. Say, you know what? I like those shoes. I remember my, my you know, make something up. I don't care. I, I love my, my dad. Those remind me of something I think my grandmother had. My Those are really sweet. And I love the color of that. And have you done something nice with your hair? And now men are not going to do this. A man, I don't know yet to tell me what you guys do for each other, but you do something nice for that person. You say something nice, uh, you know, and inject it into him right then and there. You know, that's what you're talking about. You know, that God, you know, he, he just keeps it. Well, you know what? Just do a little nice. A pat. You know, I don't know if you guys do a high five or your fist and bumping. And you say, you know, I, I had a pair of shoes like that years ago. And I used to walk miles in those shoes. And, uh, my wife used to wash them, and they last me 10 years. I love those shoes. And I can even do my weed pulling and my mowing in the yard with them as well. And you get a conversation going about something good and, and get that person on your side. See? Because if you're a channel of God's peace and you have turned your will and your life over to the care of God, you're going to get them person, that person into the will of God. Right? Don't it, you think? Yeah, amen. In, in some instances, it's that easy. Most of the time, it's 80% of that. But you got some 20% guys that uh, uh, there's no talking, there's no acknowledgement, there's just nothing but hate. And you're dealing with a demon-possessed person. You're dealing with a, a person that has... Uh, and the Bible talks a lot about that. The fool, you you can try to change the fool's mind uh even a thousand times you hit the fool, he's not going to change. So you got to find out if the person is able to, if if God can change him, you're 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 knocking your head up against a, a Gibraltar, you know, a hit. It's not going to, you know. So the best thing to do is to, is for him to be an example of what um, a person that's locked up and away from learning, from growing. If you know, a lot of us lock up and say, "Oh no, screw! It. I'm not going to accept that and this and that. I'm not going to change. This is the way I am," uh, or that's the only sanity that they're hanging on to is their same <clears throat> information. And uh, or, like you said before, hurt people, hurt people. You know, so you want to stay away from hurt people. You don't want to pick up their anger or anything. There's really not much you can do to a person that uh, is not reaching out to God. 
and it's and it's constantly uh you know the best yet is is to laugh and have fun and say thank god yeah they're not ready they're not ready for that but that doesn't mean you have to pick up and uh be offended or hurt by them yeah, right. yeah, yeah, but the problem is, is that it, it comes from childhood. You know, they remind you of something, some uh, observed talk that they said. You know, as a child, like I said, so, so you got to keep. I ex- the key for me is to accept the fact that I don't get along with them. First point, I have to accept that I'm not getting along, and I don't know. And that's the first part in undoing the problem, and then you go into the second phase. You start praying for the person's, uh, like you said welfare like you read today his um happiness his his health and his you know you pray for his community influence and there i done my duty i accept it i don't, yeah. I don't get along with him i i don't like and the person yeah and i get rage when i come around him i want to punch him <laughs> and i bet no he wants to punch me <laughs> these two old guys are gonna go go at it you know and um and you have to if i accept well, it that's intelligent on my part and and I go do my homework. You're still, yeah, you still got testosterone going on. So there you go. So, uh, but not in the fourth dimension. Yeah, not in the fourth well, I get in the fourth dimension on my knees and I pray for the person. It's called intercession. But I, it there you go. and one day it's going to break. But God is going to do it. I'm not going to do it by. The only way I can compliment the guy is by saying he keeps saying he's not that stupid. I don't believe him. <laughs> You know, I can be real. Well, I can be real sarcastic and ugly with my talk, and I I try not to do that. That's how I accept the fact that I uh, I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, by not being uh, that's what they want. You know, they want you to judge them so you can get judged. So you want to give them mercy. You know the the, the, the well. The, yeah, I understand what you're saying. We're operating on physics, too. We discussed that before. You're on a different vibrational frequency in a fourth dimension with God on your side and God within you and that key of acceptance. And when you go near that person, they're on a lower frequency. They're operating in another darker dimension. So they, but with your light, they can't touch you. That's what I'm trying to tell you is that you are a channel of peace that is the most power that anybody can ever have over anything here in this world you are telling me i to declare in the name of jesus get out of my house you, you demons you know so so the power is there but it's you've got to choose to pick up the key of acceptance right right i mean i know i my neighbor's the same way my neighbor i go out and walking my dog minding my business on the gravel walking the dog along she opens the door and she goes oh she saw me and she does this all the time you can feel the energy right. she goes oh well i don't respond i don't react i do nothing because if i react i'm at, i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna open another door with another key you understand right i don't react to her i just ignore it good good so I understand what you're saying. Some of it cannot be helped. Um, right. I understand. That's realistic. That's realistic. Amen. Amen. And then and then we're healthy when we do accept that. Put it rest. We're healthy. Yeah. You know, not yeah. Tra- just don't add any more. You know, instead of adding insult to injury, 
We want to add healing to injury. Well, maybe that's the biggest problem all the way around the world. A lot of churches, you know, they they tell us to jump and rejoice and everything, and but we haven't accepted the thing. We're just we're just putting a a, a paint over it. But if we we accept yes. that I don't like the situation, it's grievous. I, it ticks me off to be in this, this situation and everything, you know. And just accept the fact that I don't I don't accept it. <laughs> Is. Right, and I, I read this to the women in the meeting yesterday on Zoom. I read, this is a sick man. How can I be helpful to him? <laughs> Though we did not like their symptoms and the way these disturbed us, we made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God. And though we didn't like their symptoms and the way they disturbed us, we prayed to God in that moment. This is a sick man. How can I be useful? Amen. Well, sometimes being useful is just walk away. Yeah. That's how I can be useful. Exactly. Because if I pick up my testosterone in my fist, we're going to have a fight. So <laughs> I walk away and I stay neutral because that opens a key, opening another door of freedom. We want to be happy, joyous, and free. You, you know, you brought a good point because let's say, for instance, you you, you weren't and you went at it toe-to-toe to arguing, uh, the Bible says it, it doesn't avail anything. The The person goes on laughing because he got you off your piece, and the other guys see you, and this, you destroy your testimony around of the person of peace but the younger people. So you have to keep your yeah. composure because wisdom says, you know, understanding says who's the fool, the fool that wants to argue and hate yeah. all the time. So they're already identifying themselves. And you don't have to identify him more of as their character defects because it's not going to do no good. Lesser goal is to get you to to be at their level, like you said, their frequency. That's their goal, or that's the, their higher power's goal. If their higher power is the devil, and and there's one third of people are infested with devils, you know that's how much devils Jesus was out uh, casting out. You know, a devil has a. Mm-hmm. So we have to always keep our house clean, and that's why we say the 10th step. We always keep keep an eye and accept when something does not agree with us and we're agreeing with it or whatever. We accept the fact that we're being, we're being lazy, let's say gambling. Then the, the situation is arrested, and then we start thanking God that we got this problem, and then it's, it's more uh, out of here. We do it with love, you know, in a scientific way. Accept the character defect. I I, uh-huh. I accept the fact that I'm powerless over coffee, you know, and then and it gives me right and mm-hmm. yeah. And Jesus said, uh, and so he performed exorcisms and he performed exorcisms on people with multiple demons. And then, if you recall, he said, "What is your name? Tell me your name." And they said, "We are legion, and legions mean many." And and he said, if you would, they said, if you please put us in that herd of pigs. And he did it. And they all ran into the water and drowned. And then I think he was sitting with the, the disciples at dinner. I think it was. You have to look and maybe correct me on this, but it doesn't matter. He said, don't cast pearls before swine. Because swine are pigs. And all they care about is eating, drinking, fornicating, pissing, and excuse my French, but sh- okay, shitting. 
All right? That's right. all they care about. Exactly. And what is the pearls? Pearls of wisdom, you hear in mm -hmm. our language? Mm -hmm. Pearls of love. <clears throat> pearls of channel of peace, pearls of acceptance. You can't cast those. Jesus said, don't cast them before swine. Right? Right, right. That's and it. so that's what you're saying this morning. You're saying, you know, why would I put my energy there? Yeah, if, if God can't fix them through problems, the thanking God and acceptance, um, <laughs> and the program, been in the program for years, um, you know, their, their objective is there is to, you know, whatever objective they're there for, maybe they're there to, to clean people out, to get people discouraged, to get people that are not going to make it anyway out of uh, the program. To, you know, they're there for a purpose, and, and I don't understand that purpose. And I found out the more I don't understand God's purposes in people and situations, the more uh, reward it is in it for me if I if I accept it and thank God for it. Because there are rewards. That's the th the fourth. The, 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 I first go through uh, self-pity with a problem I can't accept. Then I go through anger, through a problem I can't accept. Then I finally accept it, that I'll tell God, God, I will do this for the rest of my life if you want me to. You know, be patient or whatever. And that that takes some time to get to that point to acceptance. And once the acceptance well, is accepted, then the reward comes. That's my experience. Right. And I, from what I understood, it, it, that, that Lucifer, who was that angel, uh, mm -hmm. Gabriel, or whatever his name was, it doesn't matter, was decided to have a plan of his own. That's where it all started. And God did want that. You said God doesn't want that. God did. He wanted to give us free will. So... He let that go, and he let him go, and he came down, turned into a snake, and had a talk with Eve, and you know the whole story. Yeah, so yeah. there we go. God did want that because he could have stopped it right then and there, but he chose to allow that darkness to come down here so that we could grow into lighter beings on our own now, see? Because without us, wouldn't he be alone? Right, he would right, be alone yeah. without us, and that's a terrible free will. This is what I've been told, so I just go with it. I, uh, you know, it I works. There's, there's a mystery. It's worse. It's, it's a supreme and divine mystery that we are not equipped to understand. Right. So there again, we have to use the key of acceptance. Right. I don't know why those demons are here. You know what? They are. What are we going to do? We have to accept it. Yeah, you can't sit there and cry. We if gotta... I fight it, I become... And Jesus said, judge not lest you be judged. If you act if you act like that, you're going to become like them. He right. warned us. Beautiful. He said, don't judge them. Right, there you go. Okay, Beautiful. so there you have it. Beautiful. I'm not going to add anything to that. Let you're... me know where this comes up on the... I'd like to listen to it. <laughs> I'll send you. I'll, I'll load it up. I'm going to on the podcast and uh, it'll be the very first one on the podcast that's called uh alcohol aa for christians or something like that that's what it's called okay um yeah send me a share yeah, yeah it's very beautiful i think the uh, you said physics and the science of accepting a situation and then enveloping with acceptance that takes time and then the other the part what what am i going to do about it is prayer 
Okay, and once I pray over the thing that I cannot accept and I accept it that I cannot accept it, that's healthy intelligence. And then and then I got to go through the anger and through the self-pity that why me? And then before I even accept it and then get to work on it. Then the, the uh, once I get to a point where it doesn't bother me. I'll do it the rest of my life. Say for that person does not bother me anymore. It just falls right off. His, his, his comments and his way he expresses and the way he's killing people in AA with his talk. It doesn't bother me. I'm just giving words of life. I'm on the other side of the spectrum. Trying to give words of peace, life, and encouragement. And the ones that have ears to hear, let them listen. The, uh, the ones that have... It could be, like you said, it could be a cleansing process that God has through negative people because he says in the Bible too that evil was made for the day of destruction. You know, that something we don't understand. A lot of stuff, we, we try to understand it. And the only thing we can understand is that when we go to God, there's peace. When we surrender to God, there are answers. That's all we know. That's all I know. And that's good enough, right? Well, that's that story of the diamond. Yeah, the diamond in the rough. But, you know, what I was going to say is that... Uh, you know, the channel of the peace, you know, when you're in front of that person, you use the channel of the peace. But the evil is the, the coal and all of the, the stuff around the diamond that is dark and crusty and ugly. And then when they work away at that stuff and get it away, then the, the crust comes away. And what do you have in the side? Inside, you have these beautiful, beautiful diamonds, right? Right. And so... This is uh, a clear, and then the inside that's clarity, and they give that white the ring like that, and that stands for eternity. It's timeless. So it's everything. Amen. It's light, it's time. You know, but without, if you put it in the dark, that's not going to work anymore. Right. Right. If I put a diamond in the dark, I can't, I can't see it. Right. And mm -hmm. Jesus said, "I am the light of the world." Mm -hmm. And then in another in another uh, gospel, he said, "You are the light of the world, because I am in you, and you are in me, and I am in Him. I am in the Father." Remember this. This is what you asked me to read in fourteen through seventeen, John fourteen through seventeen. Amen. I am the I am in Him. You are in me. Okay, so I guess that's how it goes. You are in me. I am in Him, and. He, then you are in him, right? Right. Okay. So Amen. And there that we go. it goes to to our audience to listen to that to read uh John fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, and seventeen. And first right. John one through five. That's what our part, what we can do. What is my part? What can I do about it? That's what we could do about it. We can lay a foundation of love. So if any evil tries to get in our hearts or we respond properly, we're already uh, we already have tools in our spirit. We have the Word of God. And, and it will protect us because he'll talk back to those ideas, those thoughts that are trying to get into us. Ideas of hatred, ideas of malice, ideas of, uh, you know, self-pity. And it will protect us, the Word of God. And, and it's even in our writings. I read it today in, our, in the big book where it says, we have, in essence, become God conscious. And that says that's mm -hmm. the light that Kimberly's talking about. The, the God conscience is the light. That's where we're coming out of from. We're responding right now from the readings uh, and, and the problem we have at hand. 
our feelings, we're no different than scientists, folks. Scientists, you know, people can do other other hobbies. Our hobbies is is mental health, emotionals, and putting things in perspective and having the problem and then trying over and over again, failing. 95% is f- for failure is good, but we're all falling forward. We're falling forward. We're going to start living in that 5% where we're well-equipped, and my prayer is is that uh, I'll be available to pass the message. And that's what we're doing right mm-hmm. here. We're available to pass the message uh, through experience, strength, and hope. Or uh, acceptance, failure, acceptance, failure. <laughs> A little success, and then we start to having more success. The same way we learn to stop drinking and using and brawling and fighting is, is to... There's a bigger picture... I love the way Kimberly says we don't understand the whole picture, but we do understand that if we eat the cookies and be in a meeting, uh, we will get the rewards. Right, and it says stay in the sunlight of the spirit in our big book, and it said the sunlight, if you look at sunlight, there's always space where you see it. You stay in that space, you're open, and all of that negativity will pass right through you. And the scientists, speaking of that, the physicists have discovered that we're 99.9% space. And we're made of sunlight. We're made of light. Our food that we ate grew out of the ground. The animals that we eat, they grazed on the food and ate it. And we eat that. That's made of a star. We are the sun. We are the sunlight of the spirit. So it can't get inside of us if we're in that fourth dimension that you're talking about where, you know, somebody's going to get it into my heart and it's going to do. You can't get into your heart if you're in the sunlight of the spirit. Amen. Amen. And now, folks, for us, some of us, like I had a guy today text me, a biker says, I need to be more loving and helpful. And guess what? I text him back. I said, I, for me, I had to read First John 1 through 5 for a year because it mentions the love of God 48 times. I had to surrender to this process to get the fruit. And I become more acceptance and more love. The objective was to be let go and let God in a loving form. And I needed to love people the way they were. And for me, because I was, I was so hateful, I had to do that. And it worked. But I found out that treasures follow the love of God. Treasures, folks. You know, the, even the book, the book of Proverbs says that uh, wisdom and understanding is better than gold and silver. How can you put your mind around that? That wisdom and understanding is better than gold and silver. And that's what First John 1 through 5 or John 14, 15. I used to read both of them. It takes about half hour, John 14, 15, 16. I have it recorded. I listen to it when I brush my teeth. I listen to it in Bibles and different translations as people are reading it. And it turns, it keeps the light glowing, keeps the coal in the fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, we've done a great session today. God bless you. Thank you, for everyone, for listening. Thank you, Kimberly. Let's go ahead and finish with the Lord's Prayer. And we'll ask Kimberly to take us out with any, any parting thoughts. Thank you. Okay, and so we declare that these words go out and they bless and open the hearts and minds of people everywhere. And they are blessed by the one and only spirit that we know, God, and through Jesus Christ, his son, 
who was given to us. And we can move forward in full faith and diligence in knowing that we have the insight of God to to build with, to do with, um, you know, as he wants us to. And that would be a wonderful life. So I will close with the serenity prayer. God. God. Grant, grant me the serenity, serenity to accept, to accept the, the things, things I, I cannot change. change. The courage to change the things I can. And, the and wisdom to, to know the difference. Thy will be done. Thy will be done. <clears throat> Amen. Keep coming back, folks. We love you. God bless you. Bye, Kimberly. Bye, everyone. Okay, bye for now. Bye. All right, bye. Thank you, everyone, for coming to today's podcast. We're going to be opening up with a, a prayers and probably one quotation from the big book. Our first prayer is the serenity prayer. Let's pray the serenity prayer. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change those things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. And then we like the uh, third step prayer. The third step prayer that goes, God, I offer myself to thee to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Relieve me of the bondage of self that I may better do thy will. Take away my difficulties, that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, of thy love, of thy way of life. Amen. Amen. The seventh step prayer. My creator, I am now willing that he should have all of me, good and bad. I pray that you now remove from me every single defect of character that stands in the way of my usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me the strength as I go out from here to do your bidding. Amen. Amen. Okay, now now the okay pray. Okay, God, it is true that I, of all people, strange, strange as it may seem, even though I didn't give my permission, really, really am an alcoholic of sorts. And that is all right with me. Now what are we? am I going to do about it? Amen. <laughs> I love that prayer. Our, our set-aside prayer goes, God, I set aside everything I think I know about you, about my fellow man, myself, this program, for a fresh new revelation in you, in my fellow man, in myself, and these 12 steps to better serve you. In Jesus' name. Amen. And our last prayer is the Our Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much for coming on today. Podcast, uh, that's it for today. Let's go out there and get and seize the day while it's fresh and enjoy everything. Have a great day. Lord, we, ought, we set aside everything we know about you, everything we know about ourselves and this reading. Lord, we just ask you to bring it to life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's just go to the uh, chapter 5, all the way to the back, to chapter 5. And, uh... John 2? No, John 5. 5. All John the way... Five. Yeah. Go ahead and start reading right there. Read 10, 10, 
Read all, read all the way up to 10. 10 verses. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, start right there. I don't see John 5. No, uh, chapter 5 of 1 John chapter 5. You got 1, chapter chapter 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Uh, well, go, go back to number 1. Yeah, and start reading right there. Let's just read number one. Okay. You see it? That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declared to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. Go ahead. Where are we? We're on First uh, John verse 5 walking in the light yeah this is the message we have heard from him and, and proclaimed to you, to you that God's light and his and in him is the darkness of all we say we have fellowship and with him while we walk darkness we lie and we do not practice the truth but we walk in the light, and it is uh, the light. We have the fellowship of another, and the blood of Jesus. <clears throat> his His Son uh, cleanses us from all sin. We have to. We have no sin. We have delivered to de- de- deceive ourselves, and the truth is not. If uh, if uh, confess our sins. Is, uh, he is faithful and just to figure out how sins and the cleansing of us of all our unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar. The words is not in us. Amen. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and stop right there. That's good enough for today. <laughs> And uh, I'll let you go. Let's go ahead and pray thee, Our Father. Okay. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. I'll read it. I'll read it later on today. I'll read the whole thing. Oh, okay. Me too. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. All right. Thank you, Rick. Bye-bye. Okay, let's go ahead and take it from the top. First John, Epistle of John.
What that which we heard from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard we declare to you that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare it to you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. My little children, these things have I written to you, that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not for us only, but also for the whole world. Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He who says I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who, sa he who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have heard from the beginning. The old commandment is the word which you heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write to you, which things is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away and the true light is already shining. He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness and does not know where he's going because the darkness has blinded his eye. I write to you, little children, because your sins are forgiven you for his name's sake. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young man, because you have overcome. I write to you, little children, because you know and you have the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the word in the world is passing away in the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides for, forever. Little children, it is the last hour. And as you have heard from the Antichrist is coming. Even now, many Antichrists have come. By That is in the last hour. 
They went out from us, but they were not of us. If they had been of us, they would have not continued with us, but they went out that they might be made manifested that none of them were of us. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. I have not written to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and that no lie is of the truth. Who is a liar but he who denies that Jesus is the Christ? He is indeed an antichrist. He is the antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father either. He who acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that he has promised us, eternal life. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. But the anointing which you have received from abides in you, and you do not feed that anymore, anyone teaching you. But in the manner same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it is true. To get us started with this, with the serenity prayer, please. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Okay, let's go ahead and, and go with the page 25. And I'll go ahead and dust. I'll read the first paragraph and then you read the second two paragraphs. There is a solution. Almost none of us like the self-searching, the leveling of our pride, the confession of our shortcomings, which the process requires for a successful consummation. But we saw that it really worked in others, and we had come to believe in the hopelessness and futility of life as we have been living it. When therefore we were approached by those in whom the problem had been solved, there was nothing left for us but to pick up a simple kit of spiritual tools laid at our feet. We have found much of heaven, and we have been rocketed into a fourth dimension of existence, which we have not even dreamed. The great fact of just this and nothing else, that we have had deep, effective, and spiritual experiences which have revolutionized our whole attitude towards life, towards our fellows, and toward God's universe. The central fact of our lives today is the absolute certainty that our Creator has entered into our hearts and lives in a way which is indeed miraculous. He has commenced to accomplish those things for us which we could never do by ourselves. If you're seriously alcoholic as we were, we believe there is no middle-of-the-road solution. We were in a position where life was becoming impossible, and if we had passed into the region from which there is no return through human aid, we had but two alternatives. One was to go on to the bitter end, blotting out the consciousnesses of our intolerable, of our intolerable situation as best we could, and the other to accept spiritual help. This... Hold on a second. And this we this did we, because we, we really wanted, we wanted to. And we were willing to make the effort. Oh, amen. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and uh, shift gears and go all the way to page 552, 552. So, uh, oh, this one, yeah, praying for people we're resentful at. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 552, yeah, my big, big book is in my car. I just have my little book. 
a little small one. Okay, let me go ahead and start. I'll read the first paragraph. He said, in effect, if you have a resentment you want to be free of, if you will pray for that person or the thing that you resent, you will be free. If you ask in prayer for everything you want for yourself to be given to them, you will be free. Ask for their health, their prosperity, their happiness, and you will be free. Even when you don't really want it for them, and your prayers are only words, and you don't mean it. Go ahead and do it anyway. Do it every day for two weeks, and you will find you have come to mean it and want it for them. And you will realize that where you used to feel bitterness and resentment and hatred, you now feel compassionate, understanding, and love. Amen. Okay, read those next two paragraphs, please. I'm, I just have my little book. Oh, okay. Let me go ahead and finish it. It worked for me then and has worked for me many times since, and it will work for me every time I'm willing to work it. Sometimes I have to ask first for the willingness, but it too always comes. And because it works for me, it will work for all of us. As another great man says, the only real freedom a human being can ever know is doing what you ought to do because you want to do it. This great experience that released me from bondage of hatred and replaced it with love is really just another affirmation of the truth I know. I get everything I need in Alcoholics Anonymous, and everything I need I get, and what I get what I need. I invariably find that it was what I wanted all the time. Okay, let's go ahead and turn to page 100, please. 100. Both you and the new man. 100. That's the percolator. I'm making uh, 20 cups of coffee for the park meeting. And that's the percolator on the background. <laughs> okay. Both you and the new man must walk day by day in the path of spiritual progress. If you persist, remarkable things will happen. When we look back, we realize that the things which came to us when we put ourselves in God's hands were better than anything we could have planned. Following the dictates of a higher power, you will presently live in a new and wonderful world, no matter what your present circumstances. Amen. Amen. Let's go to page 83, the promises, please. If we are painstaking, read those, please. We are painstaking about this phase of our development. We will be amazed before we are halfway through. We are going to know a new freedom and new happiness. We will not regret the past or wish to shut the door on it. We will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. No matter how far down the scale we have gone, we will see how our experience can benefit others. That feeling of uselessness and self-pity will disappear. We will lose interest in selfish things and gain interest in our fellows. Self-seeking will slip away. Our whole attitude and outlook on life will change. Fear of people and, people and economic insecurity will leave us. We will intuitively know how to handle situations which, is about, which used to baffle us. We will suddenly realize that God is doing for us what we could not do for ourselves. We keep going. Do I keep reading this one? Yeah, that little... Uh, are these extravagant promises? Are these extravagant promises? We think not. They are being filled among us, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly. They will always materialize if we work for them. Amen. Okay, right there. Work, work, work. Okay, let's go ahead and just go to page 43. At the bottom of 43, it says, Once more, 
The alcoholic at certain times has no effective mental defense against the first drink, except in a few rare cases. Neither he nor any human being, other human being can provide such a defense. His defense must come from a higher power. DN. Beautiful, beautiful, wonderful words of life. Amen. So today I'd like to ask you, Mark, <laughs> to give us a, what do you think on these verses that we read? How do they apply to the program? Oh, some, some good promises and some good hope and surrender and involving God in your day early on, I suppose. Uh, there's this girl that it reminds me, 83 and 84. There was a girl at the Crenshaw Marathon meeting, and she had a really nice take on that, 83 and 84. She she formed it into a prayer. You know, when in doubt, you know, we ask God to this and that. When in doubt, we... Um, gosh, I forgot. I yeah, forgot when in doubt, we pause when agitated. Yeah, yeah. And she formed the whole... Uh, the whole like section into a prayer, you know, God, when I'm in doubt, help me, help remind me to surrender and, and, uh, you know, that sort of thing. So it was really nice how she did that. And I, I kind of committed to myself that I'm going to write it out into a prayer. I have not done that, but the way she did it was really, uh, nicely done. And yeah, this is a, I mean, I, I always remember during the day, um, when I'm when I'm uh, resentful, or when I'm when I'm angry, when I'm you know, to pause and uh, and do kind of like a little surrender in the in the step eleven. Well, it's basically step eleven. It's kind of like step ten, but it's actually oh, it's actually more eighty six and eighty seven, right? We were reading the part right before that. Right, right. You know, we uh... we have our thinking, and then. Yeah, so it's amazing how extensive and how detailed the program is on on switching over to a higher power. So we we're so used to uh, running on our power, and, and it didn't work. Alcohol dismissed that. Uh, it didn't it didn't work for me anymore. I had to find other means, you know. Right, right. So yeah, we pause when agitated or doubtful. Like that one, I've always remembered ever since I was new. That always stuck to me, and I I do it. I pretty much do that just about every time. Maybe sometimes I forget it, but pause when agitated or doubtful, and ask God for the right thought or action. That'd make a Those great things. tattoo, huh? <laughs> yeah, it would. I mean, that's like something that. Alcoholics in general need to remember, I think. But me especially, I need to I need to have that first and foremost. <laughs> hey, well, you know, uh, like, this life was been, the life was meant to, to be enjoyed, you know, enjoy the life not without alcohol, but we got a I got an anger in me and everything because it seems like alcohol let, left me Alcohol left me uh, off, you know, drugs and alcohol. So I, I have to, I have to drink this spiritual stuff to keep me peaceful, keep me, keep me serene. And, and you know, uh, 
when I start thanking God for my difficulties, it's a, it's a way of surrender. I say, I thank you I messed up. I thank you I really messed up. I thank you I only messed up a little bit. <laughs> right. And then uh, I thank you, God, I got it right. You know, even when I get it right, I'm supposed to thank him. And uh, don't, let, don't let all this power that we, I've been given to go to my head. Like, you know, um, there's three things about my higher power. Uh, he, is, he is the way, he is the truth, and he's the life. And I have to be respectful and thankful that he's given me life for one thing. When, when I'm not respectful... Is you know I'm not going to him. I'm not going to the manufacturer and asking him what's wrong. What's wrong? And uh, and I can I can become uh, what do you call resentful, angry, and uh, in, indifference to my higher power. And that's right. when that's when I get in trouble. You know I'm trying it on my own. That's when I get in trouble because uh, for one. It's probably my fault on the situation, <laughs> you know. And two, I probably I probably shouldn't even uh, I didn't pray about it, you know, get my day started. But you know, it's a spiritual program of letting go new resentments, old resentments, and this is the format to do it. And is to pray for the persons, the right, right. institutions and places. I used to be mad at the IRS. I went all the way to Fresno and I hung hung on the on the fence and looked at the IRS. I said, "What is this institution that they would take all my resources away?" You know. And I found out that it's part of the law. Got to pay. Got to pay taxes. Right. Right. Hey Amen. So, okay. Well, let's go ahead and uh, finish up this little segment and stuff. Do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, no, I think that's, that kind of covers it. Yeah, it kind of cut. Yeah, it's just a little reminder of what the, what our some of the areas are program. Okay, let's go ahead and finish it off with the um, the set aside prayer, and set aside prayer goes. God, I set aside everything I think I know about you, about myself, about this program about these 12 steps and my fellow man for a fresh new revelation in you, in myself and my fellow man and these 12 steps to be a better service to you. Amen. 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 Well, thank you very much. Welcome to today's podcast of Bible College Curriculum. Thank you for coming on today. May the Lord bless you. The blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. May God establish you in every which way, smile on you, and hold you in his arms. Amen. January the 10th, Turn Your Kids Around by Kenneth Copeland, article. Isaiah fifty four thirteen, And all thy children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of thy children. Too many Christians, parents today are wasting time worrying about their children. Years ago, Gloria and I saw the devil trying to get a foothold in our children's lives. So one weekend, we got our concordance and four or five translations of the Bible. We began to search our scriptures and write our agreement prayers concerning them. 
we tore into the devil with the word of God and started saying, thank God our children are not going to hell. Thank God they are taught of the Lord and great is their peace. Instead of walking the floor and worrying about them, we walked the floor and praised God for the situation. Things didn't change instantly. We still had to go through some tough times. But the word began to turn things around. Today, our children are serving God with all their hearts. If your kids are headed for trouble, don't waste time worrying. Start believing. Get the word working in their life. Bind the devil with, with it and tell him he can't have them. Then follow the instruction in Matthew 9.38. Pray you, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send for labors into the field who can reach your children. God knows who they'll listen to. And he knows how to bring those people into their children's lives at just the right time. Grab hold of God's word. Refuse to let go where your children are concerned. And sooner or later, the word will grab hold of them. And reading for today is Psalm 127. 127. Let's see what that entails. Unless the Lord builds the house, laboring and prospering with the Lord. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, to sit late, and to eat the bread of sorrows. For so he gives his beloved sleep. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. They shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Amen. All righty, let's, let's do some more, a uh, little bit of more Psalms on that. Since today's the 10th, let's look at uh, Psalm 10. See what that says. Why do you stand afar off, O Lord? Why do you hide in times of trouble? The wicked in his pride persecute the poor. Let them be caught in the plots which they have devised. For the wicked boasts of his heart's desire and bless the greedy and renounces the Lord. The wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. God is not of his thoughts. His ways are always prospering. The, your judgments are far above of his sight. And for all his enemies, he sneers at them. He has said in his heart, I shall not be moved. I shall not, never be in adversity. His mouth is full of cursing and deceit and oppression. Under his tongue is trouble and iniquity. He sits in the lurking places of the villages. In the secret place, he murders the innocent. His eyes are secretly fixed on the helpless. He lies in wait secretly as a lion in his den. He lies in wait to catch the poor. He catches the poor when he draws them into his net. He crouches, he lies low that the helpless may fall by his strength. He has said in his heart, God has forgotten. He hides his face, he will never see. Arise, O Lord, O God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the humble. Why do the wicked renounce God? He has said in his heart, you will not require an account. But you have seen, for your, you absorb trouble and grief. To repay it by your hand, the helpless commit himself to you. 
You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked and the evil man. Seek out his wickedness until you find none. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations have perished out of his land. Lord, you have heard the desires of the humble. You will prepare the heart. You will cause your ear to hear. To do justice to the fatherless and to the oppressed, that the man of the earth may oppress no more. Amen. All right. Let's see what other psalms we can read here. A Psalm of Song of David, the blessedness of answered prayer. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you and you healed me. O Lord, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive that I should not go down to the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, you saints of his, and give thanks at the remembrance of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Now in my prosperity I said I shall never be moved. Lord, by your favor you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face, and I was troubled. I cried out to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy on me. Lord, be my helper. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. To the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. Amen and amen. Praise God. Beautiful, beautiful psalm. Let's go see and see what Psalm 60 has to say for today. O God, you have cast us off. You have broken us down. You have been displaced. Restore us again. Amen. That your beloved may be delivered, save with your right hand, and hear me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. Amen. Give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. I skipped a few scriptures to get to the, to the blessing ones. Hmm. Let's see. Okay, now let's go to Psalm 130. Out of the depths I cry to you, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. Let your ear be attentive to the voice of my supplications. If you, Lord, should mark iniquities, O Lord, who could stand? But there is forgiveness with you that you may be feared. I wait for the Lord, my soul waits, and in his word I do hope. My soul waits for the Lord more than those who watch for the morning. Yes, more than those who watch for the morning. O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is mercy, and with him is abundant redemption. 
and he shall redeem Israel from all her iniquities. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming to today's class. May the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Amen.